0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Promise I Won't Cry. I'm very excited about this episode and I feel like I say this about every single episode, but it's true because I get excited about every episode that I record um, because I obviously talk about things that I want to talk about and I talk to people that I want to talk about, so of course I'm going to be excited and honestly be pretty sad if I wasn't excited about every episode, but whatever, let's move on. This episode is an interesting one because I am talking to a longtime friend of mine. His name is Andres Botello, And I though, although I do say that we are longtime friends, we were not the closest friends. And I only say that because we were forced to be friends. And I don't mean that in a really negative way. We both kind of say this. But we had one of the greatest conversations, and Andres even says that it was the longest conversation that we've ever had in our 21, 22 years. And I have to agree that it was the longest conversation we ever had, which is pretty funny. But we literally talked for like two hours straight. We talked a little bit before actually recording. And then this episode is quite frankly, my longest episode yet. And we even stayed talking after we finished recording. We just had one of the best conversations ever. And I really loved it because I think we dug deep into some topics that we never touched on, obviously, with each other, nor do I think I touched upon in other episodes. And maybe I have. I just don't remember accurately. But I really had so much fun getting to know Andres more. And I'm sure that he had fun coming on the episode. Actually, I know that he had fun coming on. promise I won't cry because... We talked about it for about a week and a half beforehand, and he was just so stoked about it. He prepared so much, probably even more than I did, which says a lot. He had his intro prepared. He was already set with the questions like he knew what he was going to say. But what I loved was that although we had some structure to it, the conversation flowed just so naturally and so organically. So I think that that's what makes a really good episode is when you know, you and the guests can kind of go back and forth really easily without having to force any type of conversation. So I really appreciated that from Andres. And I really hope that you guys all enjoy it because though we did stick to the topic of like traveling, because he's a big traveler, which is why I wanted him on the show. I, You know, he's done so much in his life already that he really is so interesting and I have been following him for the longest time on Instagram because again, we have been longtime friends and just seeing everything that he's accomplished is really inspiring and so, so cool. And getting to know him a little bit more than I ever have before just kind of was like the cherry on top. So, you know, him and I are definitely a lot closer and I do consider him a really, really good friend. And it was just, Overall, a really fun experience, and I can't wait to have him again on the show because we talk about so, so much as you're gonna listen to. So, yeah, let's get into the conversation. And like I said, I hope you all enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. So, here we go. Hi, everyone. Please give a warm welcome to a longtime friend of mine, Andres Botello.
1: What's up, guys? My name is Andres, and I am this week's guest on Promise I Won't Cry.
0: Are you excited? Honestly. I'm- I need to tell everybody how excited you are because we've been talking about this for a week and like your energy is the greatest energy I've ever like experienced from anybody.
1: (laughs) To be completely honest, I am so pumped. I've been been thinking about this since last week and until this moment, I'm ready. I'm fired up.
0: So obviously people don't know like how we know each other. So do you want to give a little rundown? Not like it's a long story. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, Totally. So, Angelie is the daughter of my mom's best friend, Um, they went to college together. And so if anyone else has family members or people like this in your life, then you'll totally relate. When we were younger, is a year older than me, so I was maybe 10, 11 probably, and we would go over to their house during the summer to swim. And because Angelie was older, we never really talked and she was just kind of the we daughter were
0: so awkward. Of, it was
1: kind of just like, oh, mom, we're going to their house kind of yeah. and I was like, yeah, like, you know, it's cool whatever. But at that point, that was pretty much our relationship until I don't know, maybe 2 years ago, maybe a year ago where we actually followed each other on social and kind of kept <laughs> up with each other's lives, but pretty much that's 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 kind of the portfolio. There's really not a lot to it.
0: Yeah, like it's not that long of a story. It's like it's like those family friends where it's like, like you, it's like those things where you say, well, they're a family friend, but it's like a cousin, but it's like, it's like you've just known them your whole life. And it's just like, you're just kind of, we forced to be friends and mm-hmm. not that it's a bad thing, but it's like, that's kind of, there,
1: yeah. it just
0: kind of happened. And I feel like when we were that age, like 11 or 12, we were entering that, like, teen phase mm-hmm. so it was like definitely like awkward it's like oh like I, we don't see it we see each other maybe like twice a year <laughs> like if any oh
1: and definitely just like,
0: just like oh like hi that
1: was it that was that was literally it you <laughs> literally, we didn't door.
0: even talk you <laughs> were just like, at my house
1: <laughs> pretty much pretty much but then you were also like I said you were older so that you were more in the teen stage sooner than I was obviously mm-hmm. um so, most of the time, honestly, you weren't really there. I think it was just with your two younger sisters. And we that's actually had true. To too. But that's that's pretty much... And then we know we had our, if you want to call it cousin or other family friend, Ashley, who was kind of like in yeah. the middle, where you were uh-huh. with her and you're kind of somewhat related, but I'm kind of somewhat... You know, if anyone knows exactly what we're talking about, then you completely understand.
0: Yeah, it, like. it was just... It's just like... It was just those awkward, like, uh... Like, like we just would like be on opposite ends of like a room and just wave to each other like that's it
1: walking past each other in the hallway like hey.
0: honestly (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) okay so before we get started um in every episode as you know i begin talking about the things that i almost cried about um in this past week so i'm gonna ask you if there's anything that you almost cried about this week
1: okay um absolutely I, like I had mentioned to you this morning, I'm one of those people that kind of just cries when other people cry. It doesn't even have to be a real person. It can be on a movie, and in this case, it was. It was more of a TV show, if, if you know the TV show The Fosters.
0: Oh yeah, I never finished it, but I did definitely start it when it was coming yeah, out yeah. On, on ABC Family.
1: Well, like any other TV show that I've kept up with during quarantine, I am, um, I don't know, maybe... Three I'm three seasons in at this point. And long story short, there was a scene with the main character and the dad. and It got a little emotional, I'm not going to lie. I got a little teary-eyed. <laughs> just like, you know, any other movie. But I would say, if I really had to think, that was my, my cry moment of the week. And I mean, honestly, it's only Tuesday, so... It's
0: only Tuesday. <laughs> um, what character? Was it Brandon?
1: No, it was Callie. It was Callie and... Callie and the dad, um, oh. or, or not her, well, this is confusing. It's like Callie's biological dad. Yeah. And they had a little moment and I was like, yeah, I was like, you get that girl. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So watching the fosters, I would cry a lot and cause it was, every episode was just like so emotional, but I will say though, I got like annoyed cause like these characters like they just put themselves in so much trouble and i'm just like dude <laughs> like you you cannot put yourself into trouble yeah like, yeah it, ugh, it's just frustrating but i keep hearing like really good things about the fosters maybe i'll like re-watch it or something i have been wanting to rewatch pretty little liars i don't mm. I, I doubt you watch that no but, my brother
1: actually has been trying to get me to watch it that's really actually on the list for once i finish the fosters that'll be the next one that i'll watch
0: I know I've, I. don't know what it's on, though. I thought it was on Hulu, but...
1: Hulu, um, yeah. That's exactly where I'm watching oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'll go on Hulu. Okay, I'll talk about what I almost cried about this week. So Let's yesterday, I actually hit 300 followers on... Oh, that's right. That's Promise right. I Won't Cry's Instagram, which isn't, like, a huge number, but it's a huge number for me, and when I saw that, I was just like, like, my jaw dropped. I was so, so ecstatic. I was so happy, and I was just like, oh, like... All these people are like following me. Like they don't have to follow me. Like they're just being nice, or like they just like what I post, or like whatever the reason that it is that they're following me. I, like they're doing it. It just means a lot. So
1: mm-hmm. I
0: didn't. I didn't cry, but it was definitely like one of those moments where it's like, oh my god, like it's so nice. Like <laughs> it's so sweet. No,
1: I, I, I would say a hundred percent. I think that is a huge accomplishment. I mean, three hundred is. It's it's honestly a lot. It's not it's not fifty. It's not a hundred. I mean, Yeah,
0: like it's, 300,
1: like it's
0: it's You're in the right direction for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Um, So I have to say, uh, obviously we've known each other basically our whole lives, but right. you are seriously, like from afar and what I see, you are seriously like one of the coolest people that I know. Like so, so, so cool. And I was like, oh my God, like, because like, you're a big traveler, obviously. And every, every single thing that you do, though, because I know you were on like a YouTube channel, like, yeah. episode or something and I watched it. I watched it when it came out. I think you like put it on your I'm sure you put it on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah and stuff. I did. And I watched it and I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is so cool. Like how did that work out?
1: Um I think I know exactly what you're talking about. So, it was the Yes Theory
0: YouTube yes, channel and anyone that. out
1: there is is familiar with their channel. If not, you should definitely check them out. Um I would say honestly with them this was back, I would say, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, I came across their, their YouTube just in my highlights, mm-hmm. uh, on my kind of YouTube Explore page in a way. And I, I binge watched, like any other person, a bunch of episodes on a Sunday night, um, followed their Instagram, and, and they're all here in Los Angeles. They were, they're actually in Venice. And I think they were doing this invite or something for like people that can come over to their house, uh, specifically the episode that I was there. Um, that Angelis were talking about, or that you're talking about, is um, they were getting their house robbed. But they were really moving out, and it was kind of this... They were
0: getting their... Wait, they were getting their house robbed?
1: Well, the, the, their episode showed that strangers came into their house, and these strangers being their fans, mm. they would basically come and take any memorabilia from over the years, or some pictures and memories that, you know, were in that house, and the fans would come and kind of just take them. Uh, And I think they offered like 50 people to be there and I remember the exact day and the exact moment where they put that invitation out and I kind of just secured a spot and I didn't really think much of it but there I am Saturday morning in Venice and it was so surreal honestly because these people that I was watching over and over for I think it had been two or three weeks non-stop to then be right in front of you and you're the, the, I want to say, cast in a mm-hmm. video, and you're usually watching in. It was so crazy. Um, and that it sounds being, so cool, though. It was, it was amazing, man. And it was, I didn't really process how everything was kind of happening. But I
0: feel like it would be like a starring on your favorite TV show
1: or something. Exactly, exactly. And then you go back and you look at a video, and you see yourself in it, and you're like, you know, this is out there. That's me in that, this clip, and there's me in this clip. And honestly... For a while, I I really followed them a lot. And then it's not that I, I kind of died down. It was just that, you know, because of COVID, everything kind of slowed down. Yeah. But I think there was maybe a month or two months where I was, yes, theory, everything. I think I had seen the guys maybe every week for a month. They are, were they doing kind of like a,
0: are they kind of like a, the, the
1: blog squad type of thing? Mm, uh, in a way, they're dynamic in a little bit. But basically, it's, it's these three guys that come from different parts of the world Um, and their story is really unique but it's more so of a brotherhood uh, and their channel is solely on on the concept that a stranger is is a stranger is only a person you haven't met yet Um, that's like their big Hmm. slogan also I would say that they are really into getting yourself out of your comfort zone like a hundred percent. That's if if you think of yesterday, it's comfort zone. It's doing stuff that you're not so much comfortable with. And um, really pushing yourself mentally or physically to do those things and then the pure joy that you feel afterwards. And so that was a huge moment for me. I think that was that was honestly like two months of just great vibes. And it wasn't just like good vibes and you know, all your friends. It was just like this community of strangers that you know you met from different places of the city, and you all came together, and you just eventually you would have dinner together weeks later, and, and it was just really? a crazy thing all together. Yeah,
0: that's so fun. What the heck? I should have done that.
1: It it was it, it was great. I I totally, I totally. mean you know that was such a great time.
0: Oh, that sounds so much fun. I feel like that, like that probably. I guess inspired you a lot or like affected you in some way that kind of put you in the direction that you're kind of in right now because I kinda of think of you as definitely a very go-getter type of person, always with a positive mindset and like you're up for anything, at least that's what it what it looks like. So I feel like that do you think that had a lot like going on yes theory or just watching them in general had something to do with that?
1: I I, I really think so. I was never really a person that wasn't I was never really afraid to get out of a comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but I did have my blocks, as does everyone, and uh, I think you're right, I think I really, and it's something I just didn't notice, but after that, I was so just, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to have this idea on Monday, and by Tuesday, Wednesday, it's going to be done with, like, that was kind of my mindset, and that's pretty much where I've been to up until this moment. So I, 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 I wish I had you. that
0: mindset.
1: I totally agree with you, honestly. I didn't actually think about that until you said that, so I'm even surprised myself.
0: Really? Wow, look at me. <laughs> it's it's inspiring, honestly, like getting to see like all the stuff that you do. And like I said, like it's so, so cool. And um, like I said previously, in, in the past couple of years, you've been traveling what it feels like everywhere, like you've been literally everywhere, you just have pictures all over your Instagram from all different parts of the world, and it's so amazing to see all that, and, and, I mean, what has motivated you to, like, travel so much? I mean, obviously everybody wants to see the world and everything, but what has pushed you to really travel, especially at such a young age, like, uh, oh, by the way, everybody, This episode goes up on Wednesday and the day before is your birthday. So you're twenty-one basically when this episode comes out.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, so happy early birthday a
1: week a week
0: ahead. Exactly a week
1: ahead.
0: (laughs) But like I said, like you're so young, we're both so young and you've already done so much. Like what has motivated you to do all that?
1: Um, I would think this would make a lot more sense with just a little bit more context. Mm-hmm. And I think from there, I would hope that it, it paints a better picture. So okay. if I could backtrack just a little bit, I, like everyone else, I, or maybe not everyone else, it's, when I was younger, or like when in elementary school, there was always, and I'm sure everyone has gone through this, um, especially in, in elementary school, every day, or the first day of every school year, the teacher would say, that, oh, who was out of this, who went out of the country, kind or who went out of the state and kids would raise their hand and because that didn't really like get to me at the time. I didn't really see it because my mm-hmm. parents were more like have the best summer at home, um, with what was around us. We weren't really like, I guess, out of state, out of country, but can a family, especially cause I had two other brothers. And so five plane tickets, I guess that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. And it didn't really, it didn't really mean anything to me, I guess, but, um, when I was 18, it was the first time I ever actually traveled overseas. Um, but actually, a little bit backtrack. I was 16 when the first time I ever went on an airplane. It was I it was by myself. It was I bought the plane ticket on my own. It was to go to Texas and visit my, my godmother. And Aww. that was kind of my my little, you know, being on an airplane.
0: It was your little getaway for being it was my 16. L- <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And it was cool because, you know, like, the whole experience, start to finish, I kind of managed on my own, and it was also really easy, just because accommodation was obviously my aunt's house, and mm-hmm. I really just had to get there, and it was pick up and drop off perfectly. So honestly, it's really just sat on the plane by myself. But I don't discredit my myself for that. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm 18, and the girlfriend that I had at the time, her and her mom were huge travelers, and. I think in high school when anyone would ask you know what are you gonna do after high school I think I said like oh I get a job I'll go to school and I'll travel when I'm older I didn't honestly really think it was gonna happen and if you asked me my senior year of high school where I, if I'd be if I had a, if I would have done everything I've done right now or been to the places I've been to I would have, I would have never imagined it um, so August of 2017. It was this first trip. It was through this group trip that the three of us went on together, and basically it was seven countries in fourteen days. And for wait, me,
0: seriously, yeah, that's fourteen that's exactly countries it. in seven days.
1: Wait, did I say that <laughs> vice versa? Seven countries in fourteen. Oh wait,
0: days. maybe I heard it. Maybe I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So you spent like basically two days in 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 each country. Uh,
1: something like that. I think yeah, like wrestling? About something like that. Yeah. So we started off in London, so we went to the UK, and from there we went to, to France. Yeah, we went to France. So for me, being under the Eiffel Tower it was just like, well, this is a oh, big that deal. That amazing. Or seeing the Big Ben, like I was like, well, this is real. This is actually happening. Um, and then after that, uh, France was. was it Italy? I think it was Italy. And then if you count those little small color small countries, which I do, it's uh, <laughs> we went to Monaco and then we went to Amsterdam. This is not in order because I'm totally just forgetting. But Amsterdam. It was seven countries. We did. Yeah. This whole long. Just stretch. all around like Europe. Basically, yeah. And it was my first little. It, the whole premise of that trip was like a little taste of each country and then the ones that you actually fell in love with you would go back to so that's why we didn't spend four or five mm. days in each place Okay. and that was my first ever really taste of of traveling and I think from there that was the first one and I was so excited that I was even doing this the trip wasn't until August but we booked it in February I kid you not in March Jesus. I booked a trip <laughs> I booked a trip in March um, right a month after and I hadn't even gone on this trip to New York around Thanksgiving week, Uh, so I was in New York for a week and that one was just me and my brother, so it was more like, okay, I'm branching out a little bit, I'm more on my own.
0: Did you guys just go, like, just for fun?
1: Uh, I had it planned with a buddy of mine, Uh um, and so it was just going to be us two and then, you know, something happened, so we had to replace him and then my brother went with me after all, but yeah, it was pretty much just, I wanted to be in New York during the holidays. And a little I'm, brother
0: bonding and the holidays in New York
1: <laughs> kind of but that's a separate story for another time <laughs> that was that was a time and so yeah that was 2018 yeah I said that earlier Yes, 2018 and then 2019 came around and I was like you know what what am I gonna do this year and to kind of Take it back. In my mind, it was crazy to me because I already had gone to all these places, and I didn't think I was going to continue. But I saw to, to really, you know, do a whole spiral to answer your question. I really saw how easy it was, especially at our age, to travel because there wasn't so much that that went into it. There's, I'm not staying in five-star resorts that you know are so costly and. I'm eating street food and honestly that's that's pretty much how I've been able to do it and I'm totally cool to stay in a hostel if, if, if people you know what those are um, yeah. it's, it's kind of just like a uh, like a bunk bed in a way with like eight different ones and eight eight separate bunk beds in one room and uh, yeah I, I feel like when, when you're older you're really not into those things I've heard that from so many people that they're not going to keep their stuff and In a common area room Mm -hmm. and that's kind of why they lean towards getting their hotels and stuff like that but that's the whole different system of how I'm how I'm able to do it and I went to two other trips the following year but if I can specifically answer your question what has motivated me to travel so much on my 20th birthday last year my parents got me a a scratch off those those like maps that you scratch off Mm uh-huh And my personality, I'm a Virgo, <laughs> yes. I have that, like, I get a thrill from from crossing off things or marking a, a to-do list off my phone. Like, that for me is Ooh, just like...
0: Virgos, I swear.
1: That's 100% Virgo. That's the A-type personality. That's everything. But so that you can imagine, if I'm getting so happy to cross off this this miscellaneous bookmark on my phone, imagine crossing off a country on, on this map that my parents gave me. Yeah. Um, and so I did that, and one led to another. And then I was like, oh, I want to get to this summer by a certain time. And I was just doing all these. And that's kind of what really has pushed me to this point, to just want to see more places. Aside from scratching it off, it's really just to kind of get a sense of different cultures. And I would say I kind of have a, a vast a vast. Mm, the word sense of a lot of them
0: that's cool like and then you okay so you did basically Europe in 14 days which which one was like your favorite well I guess which one do you think was the most like culturally I guess you had a culture shock or you it wasn't what you anticipated it to be since you do say like you do want to get to learn different cultures and stuff which one do you think do you find the most interesting, or kind of threw you off a little?
1: The biggest, hands down, culture shock that I've ever experienced in my life was the trip uh, last summer in twenty. twenty nineteen? Yeah, twenty nineteen. I went to Thailand for two weeks.
0: I. That's the one that I like. I want to get into because I've always. That's on my bucket list. Going to Thailand. Thailand.
1: It was a hundred percent. I first arrived in Bangkok and. Uh, that was, uh, that flight was like unlike any flight I have ever taken in my entire life. <laughs> if if you only knew the whole process to get there, but it was just, I got there, I got it on a night. I got there at nighttime uh, when I landed in Bangkok and I looked out of the hotel room. It's the first thing I always do when I get there. and. The, the temperature, the humidity, you would hear the little sounds at the bottom, the transportation that they were using. It was so different. I mean, the air conditioning that they used, the wa- like that was What was so... the air
0: conditioning?
1: Well, first off, they don't actually, and I think this is so interesting, this is one of those little things that kind of gets me every time I go. Air conditioning, to in the U.S., is AC air conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. They call it over there, air con. Any, any air other con. place...
0: Yeah, no, I've heard other places call it AirCon and I'm just like, yeah. that's so weird, just call it A C.
1: Like Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but things like that. And they had a bidet if if any if yeah, you know that yeah. is. And that was the first time I ever saw one like that.
0: Did you or, use it?
1: I used it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not gonna leave that country without being able to say Oh
0: well, yeah, like come on.
1: So that was that was probably The trip that really I wouldn't say like I would say like mm, that was a trip that shook me up that was really like oh I want to really continue to keep going on with this because if this country is like this then I could just imagine all the other countries and not to say that Italy or France or or um, Amsterdam is not like that I just feel like it's a lot closer to the US because it's a different lifestyle in a Mm -hmm. way if, if that kind of makes sense a little bit. Also in Thailand, I... Yeah, but it's I, still, I, like, similar. Right, right. And also in Thailand, I was on an island. So island life is so different from the mainland. And uh, that's pretty much, like, where I got my take on it. Oh,
0: I want to go to Thailand so bad from, like, all the... You went on so many different adventures and seeing the pictures, like, it was really inspiring seeing all the pictures that you would post on your Instagram. And I would just follow along because I just thought it was so amazing and I was basically living vicariously through you because like I said uh, Thailand is on my bucket list so I definitely have to go when I have the opportunity because it just looked so so beautiful and I feel like Thailand is one of those places is kind of overlooked to travel to in a way
1: I could see that I could totally see that um, but then also there's like on my, on my Instagram feed it's I guess the other people's point of views it's one of those that like how you had said, it's one of those must-sees in your lifetime. And I totally think when you go there, you'll be surprised.
0: I feel like a lot of people have said it's very spiritual, even though they don't go there for that reasoning. Like they they feel very enlightened or they feel just lighter in general. So I've, I've heard that it's very, very spiritual. Do you feel like it was?
1: Uh, I think so. They had a lot of... Well, they're not chapels, they're temples. Temples? They had, they had a lot of temples, and Bangkok is, I think it was like four or five that I went to, honestly. It was like, see this temple, see this temple, and this one. And that was the first time I have ever, that's the first time i really prayed in a country with, with um, I don't want to say like a pastor, but like a monk, their vision. <laughs> uh, and I remember it was like this red room with gold everywhere and I had kind of, honestly I just walked in just to see what it looks like and yeah, if I had to say I, there was a little bit of spiritualness to it not definitely not on the island but on the mainland for sure
0: yeah oh that's so nice I feel like even if you aren't a very spiritual or religious person I feel just stepping into a temple like that you you definitely feel this kind of energy where you it's so you just feel like okay, like obviously you want to be respectful, but it's like you just want to essentially pray or kind of meditate, which I, I think is really really cool.
1: You're right. You're right. I I I think you have said it perfectly. Even if you're not a spiritual person, just to be able to see other people's values, it's it's a total game changer. Just a you know you're in a different country, in a different place. It's to see how they do their customs and and their traditions. It, it just adds to the, the experience really
0: yeah that sounds so fun I definitely definitely need to go there and in Spain specifically Barcelona I've just oh those yeah. two have been my on my what is it bucket list for mm-hmm. the longest time so hopefully I, I'm sure I will I'll like make myself go those
1: later. two I can guarantee you you will not be disappointed
0: Yes. I know. I'm so. I'm like so excited. I'm not, I haven't even planned anything. It's not like we can even travel at this yeah. point. So it's like, I'm excited for the
1: future. But when that time comes. When that time yeah, comes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, from all the places that you've been to, because you've obviously gone to a lot of different countries, which one has been your favorite?
1: Okay. Um, I would say that my favorite trip was the Thailand trip because it was in the summertime. And... I am a very like outdoorsy. I like being in the water and kind of board shorts the whole day and mm-hmm. that really gave me that that sense of like summer. That was really what I was going for where you were just board shorts all day. You we were on the island most of the time and the people that I had met that was from for sure my favorite trip. But if I had to choose a place, I would say Italy. Italy mm-hmm. because since I speak Spanish, italian is very close out of similar? all the countries that i've been to yeah it's it's pretty similar to where i was able to understand and still pretty much kind of hold a conversation and understood what i was really? saying like okay so like in spanish gracias is uh-huh. you know you. Well, it's like you. grazie right it, grazie yeah exactly so it, it's really close and you look
0: at me acting like i know Italian.
1: <laughs> i know you did your google <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was really I felt like I was in a sense, I felt like I was home because in like all the other countries I go to, I don't speak the language so there's really not you're not walking around and carry you know um, effortlessly where you don't really mind going down the street or who you're gonna talk to because you know you could easily have the conversation and honestly, the places that out of all the places I've been to, Italy had, I felt like if you walked down the street, there was something monumental, or like the landmark everywhere you looked. Like I have never, I've never been to another place that was like that. The, the Italian, the streets, even down to the streets. Not to say France isn't like that, but for <laughs> this case, like Italy was. I don't know, oh man. It was. It was just really top tier. Top tier, one of the best ones, really.
0: Did you eat pasta?
1: Of course. <laughs> it was, it was, the crazy thing is, the first time I had the chicken alfredo, or the fettuccine alfredo, um, I usually go to Olive Garden, because I mean, who doesn't? Well, I mean, yeah. We go to Olive Garden, and you know, that's, that's, for you me, Olive the Garden bread, was the... get the bread, you get the salad. Exactly. And then, I'm over here now, on this random street in Italy, and it's just this mom and pop shop, and they bring you this pasta that was just like...
0: Oh my god my was mouth like, is like salivating I, I even didn't it even
1: I, I was like Olive Garden who? Like Olive Garden who? I was sitting there and I was like wow but then also you have to go to Italy with like a huge appetite or the emptiest stomach that you would ever think because they so don't basically the I need to
0: bring like stretchy pants
1: pretty much or get really comfortable with like embodying um, one of those top <laughs> ones and then just walking around and just being <laughs> full with it they, I kid you not they give you this like their appetizer is a full course meal and that's Jesus. just that's just that I think it was spaghetti the night that I had it and then it was what you actually ordered and then they gave you this I forgot what it was they gave you this other course of it was like a five course meal and Italians do not mess around the spaghetti gets you full the pasta gets the, the alfredo gets you full and then on the bright side at the end of your meal they give you this like lemon kind of i think it was like a like an alcoholic drink i forgot what it was but it's basically supposed to burn everything that you just ate what? and then start off fresh and then in a few hours you come back and you and
0: you yeah. come back and you eat more
1: <laughs> yeah so i was just like no dude I'm, I'm good
0: oh my god do you think italy had the best food or what place had the best food Ooh.
1: Oh, man. It's
0: it's hard to choose,
1: I'm sure. Okay, so I love pasta. I I love it. But I also just, like, can only eat so much before I get really full. I have recently, and that's just because of the Thailand trip, got into Pad Thai.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Pad Thai on the side of a street from a little cart from a woman at, like, 11 at night is the best thing that is I have ever eaten in my entire life.
0: That is a dream. I'm trying, like, I love Thai food. If I had to choose, just Asian food in general, but I love Thai food so, so much. And uh, my best friend, her family actually owns a Thai restaurant, and mm-hmm. their pad thai is amazing. Patsy Yu, I will say, though, I think I like pad Ew more than I like pad thai. However, right. pad thai yeah, was yeah. my first love. Um but I, like, I'm tr- I was trying to get my boyfriend into Thai food because uh-huh. it's my personal favorite. And I don't know if he loves it as much as I do, but I rave about it so much. I can honestly eat pad thai, like, all day.
1: That is, if, if you would agree, I think it's a cup of noodles, but so much better. <laughs> if, I, if I had it related to something, that, that was just, like, I mean, there's other things like that. Yeah. Just pad I thai haven't, hits the I spot
0: found a place, though, where, like, is my go-to Thai food restaurant, or, like, Thai restaurant. Um, like, of course, like, I, my friend's family, but it's just not that close to where I live. And I, there's one, like, down the street from my house, but it's just, it just doesn't hit. Like, I'll eat it because it's, like, I like it, but it's not, like, my favorite Thai restaurant. I but I feel that. like there's nothing, like, the authentic, like, on the street, a food vendor like that just sounds amazing it's like greasy a little like Mm -hmm. amazing
1: fortunately they opened up a and oddly enough it was like a month after i got a mic from that trip this this thai spot just down the street from my house called Mali Mali thai and i think it was really close obviously it's not the real thing yeah but it's so close and The ambiance in there they put streets and stuff like that and i'm over here walking in there like i think the i think the the person that uh works over the desk he he is thai um because he'll you know i don't (laughs) even know where i was going but i'm pretty sure he is and i'm walking in there like oh i've been to that street oh i've been there i've been there and i'm walking in there like i know exactly what okay mr cool guy and he's just like
0: here's your told, like, get out of my face. He's just like, shut up, like, like, stop. But at the same same time, he's like,
1: he's like, are you for real? And
0: I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure he's like, he probably thought that was pretty
1: cool, though. If he even, if he even cared. (laughs) If
0: he even cared, that's true. (laughs) Um, So you've been to so many places, and each place has definitely I would say like taught you something or has shown you things that you thought you'd never see in your life but overall what do you think has been the biggest lesson that you've gotten from oh. just traveling in general because I mean this
1: is this is yeah. that question that we talked about this is a question that makes me think man this is the <laughs> this is the question that like your older aunt asks you and you're just like uh like, I don't know, uh, like, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I have to I have to think about this one this one my biggest lesson I think that hmm. I don't know man that's a hard one that really is it like, is that hard I mean the other ones are just like oh, it's a very country What's your very <laughs> <laughs> but, you know this yeah, one's like
0: basic ass questions
1: <laughs> this one's like oh, you have to come up with something that's gonna move mountains on this one Ooh, but if I had to say, the biggest lesson that I've learned, I would say that from being an American, prior to actually being overseas, all I really knew was the freeway by my house, the college up the street, you know, like, that was kind of my corner. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying this, but I'll get to that point. It is pretty much all I knew, and I knew the same people, to know that going overseas and meeting these people that come from I've been I've been in a country and the friends I've made there were from a different country. Like for example, I was in Thailand and all my friends that I met there were from Ireland. So, oh. I'm learning their I'm learning the Thai culture but also hearing about the Irish culture. And we sit there and we're talking about, you know, the smallest things like, you know, McDonald's to us is McDonald's. Or Mickey D's to some people, Mickey you know. D's. <laughs> the Australians, and I will never forget this. They call it Maccas.
0: Macas.
1: Maccas, Yeah, and they have you know their Australian is my favorite accent, but they they can call you do it, an
0: Australian accent?
1: Ooh, <laughs> you don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where I was able to, and it was only after hanging out with them for a week. Um, well, no. you know
0: that trick that if you say good, I might it sounds like like. That I made, yeah, like yeah, but like an, an Australian accent, I think it's funny. But anyway, sorry, to interrupt. I've you.
1: tried. <laughs> I've I've really tried. Like I was watching this movie, and you know we say excuse my language. They they say we say asshole. Like you you enunciate the whole asshole, and then uh-huh. I was watching this movie, and I was trying to get it like the Brits, and they say also like,
0: like an like, arse, right?
1: Yeah, they try to they try to make the A longer, and you would be like bloody asshole or that was that was was sucked (laughs) I would take that out if I were you
0: no it's fun it's fun I like
1: it but uh yeah the lesson that I would say is knowing that people on the other side of the globe know the same things that you do for some weird reason I was so oblivious that like people in Australia knew who Kanye West was like, that was so much that I, I and you was... thought that
0: was so groundbreaking?
1: Yeah, they were like, oh, you got know the Homecoming album? And I was like, yeah. What? I was like, you guys do too? And, and that was the moment where I was just like, wow, like, we're all really close. Um, we know the same things. And, you know, we all have the same things everywhere we go. It's just how they say it, how they use it, and things like that. I would mm-hmm. say my biggest lesson that I would take away is that we're all not so different. That... Yeah. That every culture, no matter how how far off it might be from yours, there are those similarities that might bring you back. And that's part of the reason why I've always felt so comfortable traveling on my own is because there's always a piece that kind of brought me back to like my home, to where I was comfortable to just continue. Where I was like, you know what, I feel like I'm in a good place. Let's go. Oh,
0: I really, that, wow, that really resonates with me. I, I, I like what you said about how we're not all so different and you definitely find comfort in in people that you see that are kind of i guess have similar um maybe not maybe the word isn't morals but it's just certain things about them that that are close to home and it just makes you feel a little bit more at ease i know for me um when i moved out um, for a little bit and i had roommates and everything it it was really nerve-wracking being like okay I'm going to live with people that I've, I don't know of course but when I, I got to know them more and I saw what kind of families they came from and I saw how important family is to them and and just things that I find important that gave me such it like warmed my heart and it made me feel like okay like I can trust these people and it just made me feel a lot more comfortable so I really like what you said about how we're really not all so different and when you do find a place that you feel is similar to you or what you believe in or just you resonate with whatever it is it just makes you a lot more at brings peace you back. I guess it really yeah.
1: brings you back yeah we're getting inspiration all from this point on
0: I know <laughs> I'm trying to remember you said something that Like, I thought it was interesting about how, like, for us, certain things, like, okay. So, obviously, there's, like, British actors and Australian actors here in the U.S., and there's a lot of U.S. movies and and different things like that. And whenever I'd go to visit, uh, like, Mexico or Guatemala, uh, there'd be U.S. TV shows on Disney Channel, but it'd be translated into Spanish, so I was like, oh, my God, like, Hannah Montana, but in Spanish. And then I always wonder, like, like is the U.S. like the center of everything, like of all entertainment? Because, I mean, I don't know any Canadian movie, like, quote, unquote, Canadian movies or any, I guess, Australian movies. I just know, like, movies, fil- American movies, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But in other countries, like in the U.K. and stuff like that, like, they have movie premieres for movies that are – I guess American. So I'm, I always find it so interesting when people, I don't like. I don't know any famous like Disney Channel stars from the UK. But I feel like people in the UK know who Miley Cyrus is or Selena Gomez. Right, is.
1: right. I know. I get, I kind of get what you're saying. Or they just kind of come over here. Or to kind of go back to what you said. If we're like the center of everything, mm-hmm. I till this day kind of think that our accent, and I don't know. In my opinion, is kind of the. Like the starting point and everyone's was kind of made from ours and I think it started off from just like actual English Mm -hmm. but I brought that up because to the places I've been to and and the people I've met I have been in contact with Australian the Australian the Irish the British and the Spanish accent from every single one and they'll always look at me and say, you have a funny accent. And I'm like, no, no, no.
0: no, nah, dude, Yours, you accent. <laughs> yours
1: is different. Like, you're, you could hear it. Like, you guys are, your accent, like for the Australian accent, the way they say things, I'm like, your accent's different than mine. And it's just so different. But they'll say, they'll turn it on me and say, no, no, yours is. And it's this whole back and forth thing. Honestly, I have no idea. I kind of just run with it.
0: <laughs> I know. And it's interesting seeing, like, I guess Australians or, or people from the British people trying to do an American accent, but they all do like a oh Southern yeah. accent or a really Valley Girl accent. And I can admit I sometimes have a very Valley Girl accent, but I, you know I live in the Valley. Don't we so all? Don't we all? Yeah, and or like what is that California accent? Like, hey, bro, like oh, the super, surfer, like yeah. surfer, told like, that one. I and told that I'm one. just like, but they they don't. I'm like, just speak normally, like like not all of us have southern accents or california accents or whatever other american accent there is but it's always so funny seeing other people try to do a, an american accent yeah. when it's like well at least that's not how i personally talk
1: actually you know what surprisingly and i think it's the funniest thing ever from the people that i've met they always bring up the kardashian accent <laughs>
0: Oh my god! It's, I can do a good Kourtney Kardashian. Idea. It's
1: literally the exact same thing from every single person, every single time. They talk about the Kardashians in the same sentence and Starbucks in the same sentence with Starbucks. like this, like crazy. Can I get like a double shot mocha with like a sprinkle of this and this? And I'm like,
0: oh no no no! This is a, a very L. A. order. It's like, can I get a non-fat soy latte with like like no sugar? <laughs>
1: That is that is to a T the same thing that everyone will always say. It's those three things: the Kardashians, coffee, or the Starbucks. And like, dude, do, do you know like the surf like the surf's waves are at, bro? Like, like,
0: I'm, like we were both born and raised in California. I've surfed maybe I once, know, like, but because I was in a different country, not because I surf on a daily basis.
1: I know, and that's what I tell them. I'm like. And the, the oh this is the best one this is the best one where they look at me and they're like do you know any
0: celebrities oh <laughs> like, my god it's so that's so funny because so I studied in Oregon as I talked about on a different episode and as immediately like of course you can say when when people would ask me like where I'm from I'd say like oh like Northridge or, or like the valley and nobody knows where that is so you just go to Los Angeles, which I'm sure you say, too. Because mm-hmm. LA is just, like, so broad. It's just, like, like, the one that they
1: know. And then if they really yeah. get deep, that's when you tell them. Like, oh,
0: and then they're, they're like, like, oh, my God, you're from. from... Yeah. They're like, you're from LA? And it's like, yeah. They're like, oh, my God, who do you know? Or who have you seen? Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Like, I mean, I've seen a few celebrities only because of, like, where I worked. It was mm-hmm. kind of... It was, like, near Calabasas. So I, I've seen a few celebrities. But in general, it's not like I go to freaking like grocery store and see kim kardashian buying her groceries every day like no but it's so funny how we have that kind of stereotype that everybody yeah. every other person here is a celebrity
1: if you had to say the one th- in one sentence no we don't serve every day no <laughs> i don't see kim kardashian at trader joe's and
0: not trader joe's. my
1: coffee <laughs> my coffee order is not that complex <laughs>
0: I will say my coffee order is kind of complex, but I Always, don't get coffee. I,
1: I totally see it. You don't even have to tell me. That. I totally <laughs> see it. You get well, like this matcha green tea, blah, blah, blah thing.
0: Yes. Well, I get – because I'm trying to be like non-dairy. I mean, I eat cheese here and there, but I don't drink dairy milk. So like I drink any non-dairy milk. But then – um, what's it called? I just recently discovered like strawberry puree – And in my matcha latte, it tastes really good, so, you know, that's kind of my order. So, like, this morning I got it, and I told the girl, I was like, hi, can I get, I was like, an iced oat milk matcha latte, no foam, with strawberry puree instead of simple syrup. And I, like, I, like, finished saying my order, and I go back in my head, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, seriously? And she's just like, okay, let me just repeat everything that you just said to me, I just felt so bad because I was like, I'm, I'm not trying to be complicated, but it's like I just want my drink a specific <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, the fact that we can talk about coffee for the last five minutes maybe it makes us Americans. Maybe they have a point. What happened? I was saying that maybe the fact that we can talk about coffee for the next, for the last five minutes, maybe they're not so wrong. Maybe I mean,
0: maybe they're not. I'm just saying. I, I don't know, I mean, we do, like, we have a lot of different coffee shops, I feel like. We have, like, some, we have Starbucks, Coffee Bean, Pete's Coffee, um, what's the other one? You lost me at
1: Starbucks, I am not
0: <laughs> There's, um, oh my god, there's one that's gonna bother me, but I don't remember the name, but, like, I only know it because Emma Chamberlain is, like, obsessed with it, if you know who Emma Chamberlain yeah. is. But, I don't know. There's so many different coffee shops. And then the Alfreds, but I feel like that's more like L.A. In L.A., there's just like so many freaking coffee shops. It's actually ridiculous.
1: It's not even coffee shops. I feel like at least with the people I hang out, it's all boba. If you don't have a friend that likes boba, then you're not an Angelina.
0: Honestly, I see that. However, I don't like boba. Like, I'll get a drink. I'll just ask for no boba.
1: I just go for the ride. (laughs)
0: I'm <laughs> You're like, I'm just along for the ride. I really don't
1: care. I just sit there. I, I'm actually, I'm not a boba person. I'm not a coffee person. I'm not a soda person.
0: What, you just drink water?
1: <laughs> really, yeah. Water, and I am a huge juice person. I'm the guy that wakes up in the middle of the night to go get a sip of orange juice and then go back to the village
0: oh my gosh I love orange juice that and then
1: sports drinks like Gatorade is hands down the the best Uh, thing I will ever have in my
0: life you lost me there I'm not a big sports drink person maybe because I really don't play sports but I don't know it just tastes like too artificial for me but I will say though the other day at work (laughs) artificial like peach syrup and whatever else they add to it um, but someone, they, I guess Gatorade came out with a passion fruit, something dragon fruit, um, um flavor and you know. a coworker was like, Oh my God, this with vodka would be amazing. And I'm like, y- yeah, it, w- it would be, I guess. I'm like, I'm not going like, to try it, but you're like,
1: Oh yeah. I'm more of a powerade kind of girl, <laughs> even though I don't
0: even drink it. Yes. I'm more of a crystal light powders.
1: <laughs> girl. Okay. You lost me. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out as we speak
0: oh god I haven't had a crystal light in like a while so don't worry I have nothing to worry about um I do want to ask you one last thing though well it's probably not even gonna be the last thing because we can just talk forever (laughs) but I do want to ask you you just started a cycling Instagram
1: right I I did yeah so
0: I know someone else that that's really into cycling but what got you into cycling I know I read that because on your post, you said that because of quarantine, you found it to right. be like a really good um, workout or, or whatever. Um, but what really drew you into trying cycling?
1: Um, I think it was because I was trying to run. I've always been a runner. But recently, this is like 100% like the truest answer. I was trying to run and I was having a lot of just like regular knee pains and everything. But I still mm-hmm. wanted to do cardio just because the gyms are closed. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just ride a bike. And I was riding, like, a Walmart bike for, I think, a few weeks. And then I was like, no, I think I can really step up. And then I think I was in L.A. one day, and there was this whole crowd of of road bike cyclists. And I, that day, I went all around L.A. looking for a, a road bike and finally got one. And I thought it was just going to be, like, put some Nike shorts on a regular shirt throw some bands on and go ride the bike it offend, it it started that way eventually I'm next thing I know I'm at a bike shop in Pasadena with a helmet and the socks that you need and then I just recently bought the shoes and and oh, you're totally going like all that. out you're but that's Porsche. partially that's partially the, the the that's more so just I guess my personality Mm-hmm. If I, well, I, you are a Virgo. If I'm <laughs> going to do something, I like to do it to the full, where it's just like full capacity, where I didn't stop because of a particular reason. It was that I did everything in it. With cycling, though, it was, there's this really long trail right by my house that goes from Asusa. it's um, all the way in the mountains, and 34.3 miles takes you all the way down to, to the beach. Oh, And in, cool. in my mind, The idea that you can ride from the mountain to the sea in California, and it's not that far from my house, like that is that 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 was insane, and I did it on like a Saturday morning. I went from the mountain to the sea, and I like the idea of just having the bike. and I'm like an athlete that like pushes myself, where it's like you're at mile fifteen and you have fifteen miles left, and and things like that. So. That's really where the cyclist mindset really came into it, and why I made the Instagram is, is when I ride, I ride by myself, and there's times where I'll see four or five guys riding together with like matching uniforms, and I think is the hardest thing I have ever seen to like be in sync and like match. I think that's the coolest thing, and mm-hmm. I started thinking to myself like, you know, what if I made a community? I feel like this is the perfect time, and it was really just because I wanted to be able to compete eventually, and I still do. I want to be able to oh, compete. Oh, really? So if anyone's listening and knows that I can join any teams and stuff like that, please let me know. But that's I, really
0: cool. I want to
1: compete. I have this friend that lives in Minnesota, and he is, like, from what, what he tells me, one level below uh, professional. Okay. And he, this guy does miles on miles with like the craziest times, and I think that's so great. I think that's so cool. And so I wanted to do that. I want to compete, but before then, I want to kind of get a bigger understanding. I want to be able to also have people that I ride with on a normal basis and, and things like that. And I figured, what better way than, well, partially it's because I wanted to join a club, right? To be able to compete, you have to be able to join a club and learn and stuff like that. And because I didn't find one near me, I decided to make my own. so cool. And that's kind of where the Instagram came from, and I'm still starting it. I thought of the name first, I thought it was a killer name, and then now I just really just need to build on it, and I'll go from there and just hope for the best and see where I can take it.
0: That's so exciting. Um, Do you have, like, have friends of yours? Well, do you have any friends that do cycle and stuff that you've gone with before, or you're just kind of new to this in a way?
1: I'm so new to this. Uh, I think I'm, like, a month in. I have ridden with my cousin once, but he rode on a Walmart bike, so... (laughs) It wasn't the best for him uh
0: so you got a new bike and everything right
1: oh yeah i got the whole yeah you have the whole get up i got the whole get up i'm looking professional going down those trails (laughs) but it's it's really hard also to do that because right now there's like a big bike shortage so not anyone could just pull a bike you either have it yeah
0: i i wanted to buy a bike like in the beginning of quarantine but I would go to Target and stuff, and there's nothing there because I just want like a basic one. You know, I'm not, right, right. I'm not gonna go full force like you, but, like I still wanted to do it like just for fun or just like to go out like here and there. But it, there's definitely a bike shortage, which I never thought I would say.
1: Oh yeah, there, there's. It's weird and and it sucks that road bikes are costly. So it's not just like anyone can just pick up a bike. Right. Um, and so like I said, it's basically you have it with you and we can kind of get started from there uh or you kind of you know make some magic happen and you just look around so that's partially why I've been doing it by myself but I hope one day with this Instagram that you know like I said to be able to compete and have more members on on this little club I'm putting together
0: that's really cool that you're starting like your own thing like because a lot of people would just be like well I guess I'm just gonna try my best to join something else, and if I don't join anything, well, that's just kind of, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's really cool that you're like, no, like, I want to do this myself, and I think it also goes with kind of your personality. You're just an anti personality perfect. person that's like, I, you're just going to do it because you know you can do it, and I, I find it really amazing that you are the type of person who when you come up with an idea, you go with it full force. And I feel like sometimes I kind of struggle with that because I'll come up with an idea and I'll get really excited and then I just fall off of it for a little bit. And, like, I don't know what it is. It's like I still want to do it, but it's just I either get bored or I just, I don't know, like, I I kind of not give up, but it's like, oh, like, I don't know if I can actually really do this.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There will... with that, it's also not even the cycling, honestly. There was, a, there was a stage last year where I had done... What was it? I did boxing, surfing, and something else. I did like four different things within like a month. Oh, wow. I, I went surfing full on. I was doing boxing full on. I just wanted to see... Oh, it was rock climbing. I was doing rock climbing where it was just like I don't want to my biggest thing is I never want to wonder what if, like, I don't ever want to think, oh, well, you know, my life could have been this way if I did this, or I would have really found this hobby interesting if I would have tried this, and that's partially why I do think to the to the end capacity, is just because there's nothing to really hold back me, that's where there's nothing to hold me back from saying, oh, I didn't like it, it was just mm-hmm. I genuinely just didn't like it, and onto the
0: well, damn! I wish I was like that. Are you the type of person that like, you can try like if someone puts just a random plate of food in front of you, you've never tried it, you'll go ahead and try it.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> the only thing you uh, won't eat in front of me is like some spicy thing. I'll I'll try it. You like it. spicy? Nope, not a chance. Tapatio is, I said tap- tapatio. <laughs> tapatio. Tapatio. Tapatio is what where where I have it. That's that's where I. That's your along. peak
0: of spiciness.
1: To this day, anytime I get tacos, right, my dad's always saying, you know, throw some salsa on it, throw some salsa. And I'm like, no, man, lemon, lemon and raw, just the way it is, and I'm straight. Not even the cilantro or the, the onion, it's just the straight of oh, tortilla and the meat, and that does it for me.
0: If we ever go get tacos together, I'm forcing you to try just a little bit of cilantro. No. Onions, it's fine. <laughs> I don't really like onions, but cilantro, just like one little leaf, I think you'll be fine. I don't know.
1: I feel like, it, for me, I really think that it throws off the whole thing. But with the spice, there is no chance. You, I will walk out of that room and, and not even try.
0: Do you eat hot Cheetos or, like, Takis?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then? <laughs> But still, I'll do that. That's not as bad. <laughs> Something about the liquid. I have this, this friend at work that he has a whole bag of, like, in his desk. He has a chalupa, he has a tapatillo, and he has, like, Tabasco. Because he has to put spice on everything.
0: Jeez, I will say, I'm not the biggest, like, spicy person. Like, I, will, I won't take a bite out of a jalapeno. However, I am getting a little better with spiciness. <laughs> but there are some foods where it's like, oh, like, just a little bit of salsa would go so good with it like i'll just pair so well do you think like crying
1: i really just i just start crying i just won't do it and it's weird because i i hate spice but i would totally be on hot ones the youtube channel
0: oh my gosh i would 100 percent want to do hot ones just because i want to see how far can i go (laughs) yeah exactly but i I mean i
1: will i will do i will damage myself for that (laughs) but that's that's like a that is me giving up a lot
0: I feel like yeah, you'd ha- you I feel like you're you're gonna mentally prepare yourself. You're going to just say like a this. few prayers, pray to the to the to the to the, th- universe. Th- to the to the Thai temples from afar and just pray that you're gonna get through it. You're gonna be that guy that just drinks five gallons of milk just to get through it.
1: I'm gonna be going to Ramsey and drink some Pepto Bismol.
0: He, he drank Pepto-Bismol? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, like, I, have, I didn't watch that episode. He, just drank, he drank a, a straight-up Pepto-Bismol,
0: and, and then he was
1: eating a donut because something about the sweet throws off the, the spice. The, the I, spice? I don't know. I have no idea, but the second it hits my tongue, I'm out. I know I it, think it's what, game over.
0: I think what makes it worse when it comes to spicy foods is like talking. Because I feel oh, like yeah. if you if you kind of keep your mouth closed, like you're fine, like you're chilling. You're still dying on in the inside, but if you start talking or like you know when you breathe out and it's just like this Fire. flame, yeah, that coming out of your your breath. Uh, oh god! But I think being on hot ones would definitely be kind of a dream come true because I've watched so many different episodes.
1: And then being able to talk the whole time, just like how you had said, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, that's it. that seems, like, fun. Because, I, I, like, I'll watch it, and I'm like, okay, like, that one doesn't seem that bad. Or, like, it's like it seems okay. Like, and, I don't know, I just think I'll force myself to go to the end. I just want to try the last dab.
1: I I want to, too. I But I want to I have it, like, I, obviously, by the time you get to it, your mouth's already on fire. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of just like the end. That's I feel like, like it doesn't
0: feel did. that bad though. I feel like if you like if you do all, this, all the all the different sauces, and then you get to the last dab, like it's not that bad. But I feel like if you just go straight into the last dab, then you'll definitely be on fire.
1: I don't know, man. All I know is that I'm probably gonna need help after. <laughs> You're
0: I like, nobody talks to me after
1: after I do that. Just leave me alone. Put me in the pool. <laughs> oh
0: my, okay, when you go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop, whatever your preference is, what flavor do you get?
1: Oh, that's easy. It's the lemon pepper and oh the barbecue. My,
0: oh, my God. You have to get
1: You have to.
0: Barbecue,
1: you can, though? You cannot disagree with this. You have to get the wet wing, which is the barbecue. And then you have to get the dry rub, which is the lemon pepper. It is the best thing.
0: No, my my boyfriend gets barbecue too, and I'm just like, no, like why, like
1: he's a man of good taste. <laughs> no pun intended. I just,
0: I just no. See, I go with the the medium or the or, yeah, I'll go with medium. Um, now see, I'm
1: trying to enjoy my food. <laughs> I'm not there to kind of jack up my mouth.
0: But it does it though. Well, you know, we have different different palates. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. But, okay, have you gone to, like, a spicy chicken, like, sandwich place? Like a hot chicken place?
1: <laughs> I think this, the spiciest hot chicken is the uh, the, the one from Chick-fil-A. Are, Are you kidding me? I don't even get that. This Honestly, is... <laughs> the one from Popeye's, that one's pretty <laughs> spicy. <laughs> that one's pretty spicy, too.
0: I mean, it does have a kick to it, but I don't think it's, like, that spicy.
1: If I can go all the way back to where you said... You are the coolest person ever. Literally? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my spice disability <laughs> has taken some points off.
0: You know, I'm not gonna disagree.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I'll eat whatever, just just keep the spice out, man. Just keep the spice away. Oh my god. That's so funny. I have a I also I have a friend and her dad is like notorious at family parties for making me eat stuff that just like burns my palate and he's done that man is crazy he'll he'll purposely walk around like no no eat this eat this and all the family members are just looking at me and I'm just there like dude Uh, (laughs)
0: what's the strangest thing that you've eaten
1: strangest I think I ate like a chick once
0: a chick?
1: yeah like yeah like
0: like a baby chick
1: not like making it sound you're making me sound bad <laughs> well you said a chick but it's like I forgot what it, I think it was like a baby saw, it was in Thailand so it was, like so a, it was baby, a baby something like it I don't know I didn't even ask questions they you told were just, me like, just, just give it to me they were just like put it in your mouth and, just, and don't say anything and I was like okay and there I was but how can you say no to when like five Irishmen are looking at you like dude eat it and I'm like eat it <laughs> That's also so bad. Take that one out, too.
0: <laughs> oh, my... A baby chick. Wow. That... You know, I've never heard of anybody eating a baby chick before. You
1: are... You'd dead. be surprised. The second you walk... The second you hop on a plane and you're in another place, the things they eat.
0: See, I will say, I'm a very picky person, so I I, I, I may opt out of eating the little... The little well, chick I want like to be able just man. to say
1: I tried it, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. it's... If it's, like, a staple... For wherever you are, and they tell you that oh, this is notorious in our town, and blah blah blah. Just to say, I ate it. I'm cool.
0: Maybe I'll take a little nibble but
1: just a little, just a little bit of the beak. I,
0: I want, <laughs> oh I want my god, leg. no!
1: I'm not gonna eat the leg.
0: That sounds so bad. A little, uh, just a little bit of the beak. Oh, oh my god, that sounds so terrifying. Not terrifying, <laughs> but it's just like. Ugh, I can't even think. Even when my dad eats, uh, when we eat, like, um, fish. Don't
1: that tell that me when your dad eats the eyeball.
0: Yes, he eats oh, the eyeball! Oh my god.
1: My grandpa used to do that. I, I'll, I, would, I would go to the restroom and I come back. <laughs> to, I remember when he did that. And that was, like, his favorite thing.
0: Eating the... I just can't. I just feel like it's chewy. I mean, I've never tried it. I but had it's funny it. because I
1: totally see your dad being that person to right? eat the eye. And just being, like... What? There's that bad.
0: There's nothing. Like, stop. Like, God. Um, I haven't tried oysters, though, and I feel like...
1: Oh, yeah. Those those ones make me feel like I'm on the beach. Right <laughs> I feel like...
0: I'm a texture person, and the texture of an oyster doesn't really appeal to me. That's true. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking
1: about. I'll still eat it, but... <laughs> two weeks thorough. Two weeks thorough.
0: Yeah. Well... I've been having so much fun, like, talking to you, and, like, I mean, we obviously never do this, so, this is I think,
1: like, in, the, in I, the all the years I've known you, which has probably been, like, half, 20 mo-
0: years,
1: most of my life, this is the longest conversation I've ever had with you.
0: Honestly, that's very true, <laughs> which I don't know if that's sad, I mean, it is kind of sad, but, I, I, like, like I said, I've been having so much fun talking to you, and, like, we, I feel like I've gotten to know you so much more, like, Obviously, we have an idea of who we are, especially since we've known each other for so long, but actually getting deep into conversation and, like, getting to know, well, I feel like I've gotten to know more about you versus, like, you, me, just because, you know, I'm interviewing you, but right. I just think this is really, like, it's been fun. I really, I really liked this.
1: It's been great. I like this whole, I really like how you're doing this, and same thing, of course, you're interviewing me. I've learned so much about you through your podcast. Aww. And like the Oregon story, I had no idea. It was just like the day my mom told me she was like, "Oh did you know imagine she was going to Oregon?" And like, okay, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't care.
1: <laughs> it was just like, uh, for what? how like, did she do And then you know and then you explain it and then it kind of just like, oh, I know. So at least now next summer it's not gonna be just the the what's up in the hallway. It's gonna be the You know?
0: It's like, hey, like, how have you been? That's so... But our moms don't even, like, bring us any... Well, because we all have our own lives. Like, we're all older. Like, when we are younger, we had to go.
1: (laughs) I think the last time our parents got together was just for, like... I think they did, like, an annual Christmas thing.
0: Yeah, our moms just go to, like... like, I haven't
1: been to your house in, like, seven, eight years or something.
0: Well, we moved. We don't... don't Oh, that's right.
1: That's right. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we don't live in that house anymore, but... Yeah, I don't even remember the last time I've seen your mom. I've seen your mom on like Zoom cuz you know how like our moms have like Oh yeah. They're yeah, yeah. like weekly Zoom Friendship calls and, thing
1: and yeah. Yeah,
0: it's so cute. They're just so happy to see each other. <laughs> I
1: know. And then
0: I don't know.
1: But I know moving forward, it's not going to be, like I said, the what's up in the hallway. At least yeah. it'll be the, the conversation in the dining room, and, then, and that's it. And then in a and few years, it. it'll be like the whole, like, okay, now it's a conversation. So yeah.
0: We'll do like, a, like, a, like an annual checkup like this.
1: <laughs> I'll be a, I will be a guest part two.
0: <laughs> exactly. I feel like we should do a part two, because I feel like we could talk about so many different things.
1: I mean, if if COVID wasn't happening, well, that's the thing. I didn't even mention that. There's so many things I hadn't even said. If if COVID wasn't happening, there's, I would have been somewhere else or or. I feel know. like you really would. I really would, but that's some top secret stuff that I can just keep. Oh,
0: how do you plan out your trips? Like, because I know at least for me, like, or I'm sure other people can really in terms of like, like oh, like I don't know if like I can like afford it right now, or like it's hard to take time off of work, or. There's just, it's just, like, a fear, like, are you just kind of like i I'm just gonna do it, like, just to do
1: it? This is those things, remember last week when I told you that my stories were gonna just blow your mind, I'm like, how does this guy even do it? This yeah. is the part where it's like, okay, he is crazy. <laughs> I went to Thailand, when people ask, you know, what made you go to Thailand? I say the same thing. Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? I have. It's because of that movie, I booked it to Thailand. <laughs> Seriously? Exactly, yeah, exactly. I just I saw it. The movie, of course, for anyone that's seen it, is not based in Thailand. It's Singapore and I'm pretty sure a little bit of Malaysia, I think. But there was a scene where they're kind of just like it looked like Thailand and Thailand was more affordable than Singapore at the time. And I didn't even think twice about it. I just I looked at it, I saw how much it would cost to go to Thailand and then I'm pretty sure a few weeks later maybe a month later it was, I had the idea and then of course I just booked it what that's... but that's not even the craziest the craziest okay, okay. of all time is I base a lot of things off on my life off of movies if you if you if you yeah. really know me I do a lot of things off of movies like where it's like oh I saw this in a movie I tried that but you know people spin the, the globe right and put their finger on it
0: oh my god did you do that
1: Okay, so there's a system that I have. It's pretty close, same concept, but so much more accurate. Okay. I have, I admit to spinning the globe and putting my finger on it, but because the globe is so small, you don't actually get the closest thing, and you actually have to do it a few times, so it doesn't actually count. Mm-hmm. There is this setting on Google Earth that if you click on it, it says, I'm feeling lucky, and when you click on it, it takes you to a specific place in the world.
0: Does it? I've never tried it. I always that I is my to version to
1: of there is that's my version of of spinning the globe. So on the most recent trip I've done, I spun the globe on Google, clicked on it, and then it took me to Portugal. It took me to yeah, it took me to Portugal, and I went there. And then as I was booking it, I was like, you know what? I want to cross off Africa this year. I want to say I've been to Africa. And from Portugal, I went to Morocco. And that crossed off Africa for me. And then, honestly, it's because that flight was like $30 when I looked on it. Okay. <laughs> and then I flew back to I flew back to Europe. And I was in Madrid. Oh,
0: so nonchalant. Yeah, I just flew back to Europe.
1: Uh, you know. I'm a, I'm a pro at this point. <laughs> I flew back to Madrid. And then I took a plane to Barcelona. So that was the trip where I was on... Seven, I was on six flights in, like, seven days or something like that. I was Jeez. I was off the plane, in the accommodation, walked around, came back, slept the night, and then I think I was in each place, like, for two days, and then came back, was on the plane in another, city, in another country, in another city, and then that was pretty much it. I really crammed it because it worked perfectly for, like, work and school and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was able to see a lot in, like, a short amount of time.
0: Oh, my God. That...
1: But, but, but that is my system. Uh, uh, to anyone that is so spontaneous that just wants to just So
0: that's how you pick the places you go to?
1: Pretty much. yeah, I don't really, I don't really I mean I've gone to most of the like romantic countries. Uh-huh. Like, I, if, if, if you want to categorize it that way, like Italy and France. Yeah. And so, so it's not more thinking about it. I do have big ideas on going to Egypt. I do mm-hmm. want to go to China. I want to see the Great Wall. Partially, it's because I have this goal of seeing the seven wonders of the world.
0: How many have you seen so
1: far? I think I've seen two.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I think so. I, I always forget them. Oh, the, the the Colosseum in Rome. And I always forget them, honestly. <laughs> but there's like seven of them, and I, I want to see them all. Uh, but my end goal, and I don't know how long this is going to take me, uh, maybe we could save this for another episode. It's, uh, I want to be able to go to 100 countries in my lifetime.
0: Wow. How many do you have down now?
1: Right now I have 13. And wow. if COVID hadn't happened, I would you have You would have, like, crossed off a 10 more. Well, my goal in February was to be able to see 21 by my 21st birthday. Aww. So I was supposed to make up, and I had this whole system, because there's this part in Europe where you can see all these different countries... Because they're all really close. It's like it's like Monaco, where it's a country inside of a country, which okay. does does count, and so you can be in two countries at once with like both your feet, uh, which I think is so sick. Uh, but it does bring up that number, and I'm just gonna go from there. So when all this kind of subsides and things kind of get back together, I will be out there and increasing my number.
0: Well, I'm excited to see you really like just going everywhere and seeing everything that's so so incredible and like i said it's so inspiring and i hope that at some point in my life i can be just as i guess spontaneous and just like adrenaline junkie and like just do everything that you're doing because it's just it sounds so so freaking amazing
1: thank you i i would want to say one little piece of advice to anyone who wants to be more of a go-getter or a risk taker is personally one thing that I do with this is I don't think about it for too long. I know it sounds very simple and straight to the point but it has allowed me to do so many things. I really just don't think about it too long. I read this, this thing one time that the brain or the mind allows you. You have four to five seconds to make a decision and then after that you are kind of like second guessing yourself because after four seconds you're you're thinking of the first doubt and then doubt one leads to doubt two then three and then you just don't do it so a lot of my decisions are within that one to four second window and that's pretty much how i've done most of those things so any piece of advice to anyone that wanted to do that is I know that there are these blocks and these these boundaries that some of us must might have. But um, if you really just want to push yourself out of your comfort zone like I did, try not to think about it too much. Just really make the decision, write it down, and then just go for it. And then every little piece that you have to get to it will just be like a checklist. And then by the end of it, you would have accomplished what you wanted to do.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. I feel like I feel enlightened he has spoken he really he has, has
1: spoken
0: he has really spoken I, it's just I, I consider myself a very indecisive person I'm sure a lot of people in my life can probably attest to that so I think like for me it's really hard for me to kind of have that type of mentality of like okay I'm not going to think about it like, I'm just going to do it just to do it and I mean there are certain times in my life where I do feel like okay I'm just going to do it because I want to do it and get it over with Not get it over with, but I'm going to do it because I want to do it. And I love when I'm like that, and I love when I'm spontaneous. But I think I can be kind of critical, too, and just, like, look at, well, what if this happens? Or, like, actually, I need to think about this, and wait, I need to, um, like, figure this out. And I just don't... There's just so many things going on in my mind. And there's nothing wrong
1: with that whatsoever. I mean, being very... And I was the same way. I, I was... In high school I had I wouldn't go out of the house until I knew the exact time we were leaving, where we were gonna be at exact at the exact time, what time we were gonna eat, where we were gonna be, how long it was gonna take for our parking meter to last. Like you I had to think of everything. <laughs> absolutely. But because of these past year or because of this past year, I've very been very much been just kind of go with the flow in a way. I still have mm-hmm. that degree where I'm very still I need to be in control and things kind of have to flow and when it's not it's like this whole disaster in my head but for the most part I would say I've moved to being more spontaneous and kind of go with the flow.
0: Wow I'm, I'm really I, I'm really trying to I'm trying to be like balanced <laughs> but it's it's a work in progress like I can't you obviously can't change things like immediately but it's like I said like it's i love that you're that you're able to do that i love that you're exploring so much and you're doing what you want to do i'm sure everybody wants to do that and do whatever it is that they want to do and hopefully like we can do everything that we want to do and just cross off everything that we want on our bucket list and right but i mean i feel like that's what life is about essentially just like doing the things that you want to do and like satisfying your life and
1: i just think like and i kind of mentioned it before uh, also part of my how I think of things in the long run is it's so minor so this is something I've I've actually said to people so they'll be like there's a huge map in my room as you can imagine I have this huge I'm map I'm sure you do that's just, I have like four maps in my room honestly there's this huge map that I look at and I used it when I was planning to be able to calculate not really calculate but just visualize the distance to each country instead of going on my computer and having to zoom in zoom out all the time so I eventually got this big map, right? And it was just to think that we are this little dot in United States in California, right? How is it that people can go their whole entire life without going 4 to 5 inches on this map? And that could be, you know, Europe. That 4 to 5 inches could be Africa, or 8 inches can get you to, you know, the the east side of Asia. And it's just a map. It's just a a a location on on this earth. Not to be all like philosophical and everything, <laughs> but really, it's just it's just a point. Just like with cycling, it's just a bike. It's just a it's just a surfboard. Like it's I, that's part that also kind of ties into how I don't think about everything for too long. It's really just a thing, and there's no reason why. We shouldn't try the things that we want to, and so with the bucket list idea, I had a bucket list at a while at, for a long time, but then my bucket list eventually became just like my, I would say like a routine in a way, okay. because my bucket list didn't last too long. So I feel like bucket lists are meant for I'll do this one day. I didn't treat it as a as a one day. I actually looked at you know line item A as I'll do this next month. Line item B I'll do it in three weeks on this specific day. So I actually kept myself accountable to those things. Like, I think I went skydiving when I turned 18, I booked it on Thursday and I think I jumped by Saturday. Like I didn't really think about it. Or the best example that I have, and this might not be the best for everybody, I have three tattoos or four tattoos on you my body, You have tattoos? Right? I do. I have four tattoos on my body. One of them I got in New York, and it was... The, re- the reason I brought the tattoos up is one of the first tattoos I got on my on my body, I had less than, I think, like 15 hours to think about it. It was, here it is, and then see you back at 8. And it was so spontaneous. And this might not be the best for everybody. It was just kind of like... I guess, what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. one of the most recent tattoos I have on me, I kid you not, Thursday at, like, 8 o'clock, my cousin sent me the idea. By Friday at, like, noon, it was already on me. I just liked it, and I didn't think too much of it. It was just like, okay, cool, put it on me.
0: I had no idea you had tattoos. Are they big or kind of smaller?
1: No, I like the I like the smaller um the so word like small minimalistic line work. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of will have like eventually a placement of all of them, but eventually I want to be able to have tattoos from every country I visit. I feel like that'll be really cool. Like I missed it in Thailand, but the Thai tattoo is this very unique. I think it's like four lines and it has this this design. Um, Angelina Jolie has like seven of them. Like there's there's this whole this whole um, art to it, and I mm-hmm. didn't get one just because tattoos you can't get them wet and things like that so I missed right. that opportunity so I want to be able to enjoy each one so honestly I never thought I would be a person with a lot of tattoos but I don't know every other month I'm, I'm yeah at I mean one and it's on that's
0: mind. why I was like so surprised like I never saw you as a tattoo person but that's really that, that's really cool you really, like that you caught me off guard though like it was like I don't know, like, I'm not speechless, but I'm just like, what?
1: Like, this I guy just, has tattoos? Yeah, like, oh. I had
0: no idea.
1: For anyone who knows my parents, like, <laughs> his mom let him get a tattoo? The first one I ever got. You know my mom.
0: What I, did she I, say?
1: I, I remember I told her, <laughs> I found out I was getting it on Thursday. I didn't tell her. So I, I went to the shop. For anyone that knows who Casey nice is, that is, like, the god in my mind that is like my my hero my legend and it was at his three i got my tattoo at the 368 studio in new york when i had went so for me this was a big deal this was not something i was going to miss out on i was going to do it and i just happened to be there around the time that they were doing tattoos at the studio um i met with the guy on thursday he gave me the sheet of the work that they were doing Next day comes, I get the tattoo, and I'm walking away from the studio like, Hey, Mom. And she's like, Hey, what's <laughs> happening? I'm like, So I got a tattoo. <laughs> and then it's just like complete silent for, I don't know, like five, six seconds. And she's like, Okay. And my <laughs> she mom <just> moved on. <laughs> my mom was the person that for my entire life said if you get any tattoo on your body, you are out of my house. Like it was that serious. <gasps> oh my god. And then it became like, Oh mom, look at this one and then on Saturday morning it'd be like, Oh Mom, look at I got this one.
0: Oh, oh, my God. I can only imagine. I haven't gotten any tattoos, but whenever I mention that I want to get one, my mom looks at Shuts me. Shuts it down.
1: Shuts it like, down immediately.
0: Yes. Like, with like such anger and disappointment, just like, you seriously want to do that? But, like, my mom has a tattoo, too. But she's she's like, like, you really want to
1: ruin your body? But I she's like, I got
0: mine at 40, or whatever age she got it at. And I'm like, well, Dad got his when he was, like, 15, so... <laughs>
1: Every, every parent tells you the same thing. They're like, You want to ruin your perfect body that I took nine months to make? And I'm like,
0: I'm like. <laughs> did, that, did your mom tell you that?
1: Yeah, that was like every time I brought You're it up.
0: perfect, oh my god, that's amazing. I could hear her.
1: She's like, I didn't create your body for you to mess it up and put art on it. And I'm like, But mom, this is expression. This is me. That's Imagine if absolutely I.
0: absolutely hilarious.
1: It's actually so weird, but I think about like. Because I also, like you mentioned before we started uh, recording, the um, how you watch a lot of criminal law and and mystery podcasts and things like that. Yeah. Or how you listen to them. I think about, like, if, you know, God forbid, but this is how my mind works sometimes. If I ever go missing, they'll be able to to find me throughout my tattoos or be like, oh, is that the guy? He has this kind of tattoo on his arm. It's a weird one. So you'll know if it's my kid. It's
0: a weird one. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense, though. That's actually really smart.
1: I know, but it's also so dumb at the same time. <laughs> it's
0: very morbid. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, I mean, in the, before we started recording, I said this was going to be a long episode. And Our, sure how enough. How long are we at now? It's almost at 90 minutes of us recording.
1: Ooh, we're breaking records over here.
0: Literally, it, this is going to be my longest episode, and I'm not complaining.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like just like your, your guest last week, time just flows. And I'm not yeah. a, a, I haven't been doing this just like how you do, or just how like your, your friend Jeff has his own podcast. Um, I don't, I didn't know what this was going to be like coming into it, but time really just flies because it does seem just like a conversation that's just being recorded for you to listen to later on.
0: Yeah, no, literally, we've almost been sitting here talking for like almost two hours.
1: I'm not complaining. I've been I mean, prepared for this for two weeks. I know,
0: <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> but like I said, like it's been so much fun like recording with you. And I feel like we definitely have to do like a part two or just another episode because I feel like we have such a good conversation. And I feel like you have so much stuff that you can even talk about. So I would love to have you on the show again um, if you're up for it.
1: Oh, definitely. I already know that for anyone that actually wants to travel – I would share my travel hacks what i've done Ooh. is is basically i've watched every youtube video from every main travel youtuber out there and mm. gathered every single hack that they You've use done your research. but pulled it all i know this was the there was a point where i was doing this and it was the hardest i had ever worked in my entire life <laughs> i ain't not even worked that hard on my sat like this was serious and Basically, I made my own kind of formula that worked for people in, you know, the U.S. because it wasn't always the same across the board. Um, So I have a whole, like, mental note. And maybe I might share that next time. Yeah, we could
0: do travel hacks.
1: Maybe if this one was very popular and people actually (laughs) want to hear, like, this is, like, my, like, low-key YouTuber being like, smash that like button, subscribe. (laughs) Like, if people really wanted to hear the travel hack and I would totally be free to just to give it I'm very I will say I'm very opposed to giving my secrets but in this case because it's special I would gladly share all my
0: knowledge I feel honored truly truly do (laughs) but since this episode is now coming to an end and of course I'm sure people want to get to know you or just follow the stuff that you're doing where can people find you?
1: You can find me on my Instagram. My user is Andres Botello. It's A-N-D-R-E-S B-O-T-E-L-L-O underscore. That was so professional. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. It feels funny, huh? I know. It's like I was signing up for like a job resume or something. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure you're also gonna put this at the bottom of the description, so you can also find me there. And please follow me. I post every once in a while just like the craziest things i'm doing and i am always looking for people to do it with um so hopefully next time we can you know catch a wave or catch a flight or jump (laughs) off a bridge together i don't know i'm just that person that will push you to your limit and i hope that you will do the same to me
0: i love it oh my gosh well just like you guys follow are gonna follow Andres, please follow. Promise I won't cry on Instagram. Just to keep up to date on all things of the podcast and to get to know when this episode is coming up. I'm really, really excited. Or well, I mean, when this episode is up, they're already gonna be listening to it. But anyways, <laughs> just to get up to date on everything that's going on with the podcast. Thank you so much, Andres, again, for coming on the show. I appreciate it so much.
1: We Thank you for having me. This this has been the this has been one of those things I will put on my resume that I have been on a
0: podcast. <laughs> oh, my. Well, like I said, I feel like you should start your own.
1: Uh, You're like, I'm not opposed to it. it. I am not opposed to it. Maybe when I'm on the road and I'm in the countries and stuff like that. I have do, no idea.
0: Do, like, a travel YouTube.
1: Then I'd be like every other person out there.
0: You know. I've got to
1: add my own little spark. i got to add my I own see, little. I see you. But one time, one time. There, there'll be a
0: day. One one day you'll come up with, with your own thing that's all you. It's like Andres. Like It's like what you would do.
1: <laughs> my podcast will be promised I won't eat the jalapeno. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, again, thank you all so much for listening. I love you all so much. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, guys.